Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down District 3 activities most weeks here on IdahoSports.com. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined by our District 3 expert, Logan Green. Logan, what's up? Hey, Brandon. Uh, just, just happy to be here. Yeah, me As too. Usual. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, we missed uh, last week's show. Uh, basically, uh, I'm sure everybody knows and is tired of hearing about it, but I'm in the process of moving uh, with my wife to North Idaho, uh, but we have to sell our house first. And so we are, we're at the point now where it's nice and lots of people are coming to look at the house, still no buyers, but, um, so my schedule has been kind of all over the place. I've been working a lot of late nights, which is not conducive to podcasting. And so we just, I, I'll admit, I ran out of time last week to, to, to get anything done, but here we are this week, Logan, uh, and we'll make up for it with some really good bracket talk. Yeah, it's always fun. I mean, you got the district brackets. Some are complete and ready, and some are not. Um, and that's just the way it's going to be right now. And there are some really interesting scenarios just looking over the brackets before we got on this. Um, you know, again, we'll, we'll we'll have a go through all the lists, but there are some that have some very intriguing matchups, and there are some that are kind of well. You know, I'm looking at U2A that might be more wide open than than we really think when you really look at what's gone on the last couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, just uh, real interesting stuff as it's hard to believe. I mean, I was looking at my calendar. Uh, it's like two weeks from tomorrow is when, you know, state tournaments begin. Uh, kind of crazy that we're that close to being done with high school sports for the year. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And so we're going to go through all the district tournaments for baseball and softball. A lot of it's going to be yet to be determined. Really the 5A Southern Idaho conference gets going this week. Um, and then everybody else really starts getting going into the next week, but the SIC is so big that they have to start early. Uh, real quick, Logan, before we get to the district brackets, I wanted to check in on some tennis action because last week was uh, the largest tennis tournament of the year in the state of Idaho. And it used to be uh, the largest regular season tennis competition in the Pacific Northwest. I think it's since been surpassed, but the annual capital classic, um, hosted in the Treasure Valley, um, Boise, Capital, Bishop Kelly, Timberline, they all kind of get together and and use their facilities to host it. But Capital High School is the, the main school that organizes everything. Um, the Capital Classic is a great tennis tradition in the state of Idaho. 32 teams came uh, to the Treasure Valley last weekend uh, in pretty nice weather to compete. You had Bishop Kelly, Boise, Bonneville, Bora, Capital, Centennial, Century, Columbia, Eagle, Fruitland, Hermiston, Oregon, Hillcrest, Idaho Falls, Cami uh, Aiken uh, from Washington, CUNA, Lewiston, Madison, Meridian, Middleton, Mountain View, Nampa, Owyhee, Parma, Ridgeview, Rocky Mountain, Skyline, Skyview, Thunder Ridge, Timberline, Twin Falls, Valley View, and Wood River. Holy crap, that's a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah, you just throw them all in. And, and from the way I think it worked, right, everybody play like a pool play. And, I, you know, I, I have a really good friend that play, you know, I say friend, and I know he's 15 years younger than me, but uh, that plays for, that's on the tennis team at Middleton. And uh, his mom was telling me they went, they went three and oh, and their, their pool play and then got, and then and made it to that championship round, ended up losing in the first round. But uh, 
I mean, you know, tons of teams that showed up to that, like you said, 32 teams from all over the place and uh, a great event at Capitol there. Yes. Uh, so yes, they started with round Robin play and then from there they seeded teams and then had a championship bracket. There was boys singles, uh, girls singles, boys doubles, girls doubles, and then mixed doubles, which is one male, one right. female, which is one of my favorites. Um, the team races, I'm sure you're shocked to hear this. Both went to Boise. Uh, the, the Boise high tennis program is so dominant. Um, the mm. girls won with a total of 176 points. Bishop Kelly was second with 144.5. Timberline took third at 139. On the boys' side, Boise ran away with it 194 points for the Brave. Eagle was second at 167.5. And Timberline also took third on the boys' side with 115. So what does this tell us? This tells us that Boise is is probably going to win both the 5A boys and girls tennis titles. And Bishop Kelly um, also at the 4A level is going to be very tough once again. Yeah, it seems like that is the case a lot of the time. Um, you, you know, it, 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 yeah, those two schools when it comes to, you know, Boise ran everybody out of the building with, with running in the fall, you know, things like that. And um, probably going to do it again, you know, right from what we've seen. Uh, they're good there. And then their tennis team, obviously really good. And Bishop Kelly just does good at everything. I saw, you know, it's really funny. I don't know how it hit my algorithm, but I Bishop Kelly like made this real. And it was about softball and raising money for their softball program, I think. And uh, they didn't even begin softball until like the mid 90s or something like that. They started a team and then they basically just have dominated ever since they even started the team. And so. You know, that, that's just the way it goes for those schools, for some sports. Yeah, I think we talked about that on one of the prep casts uh, last year about Bishop Kelly's. Like in, you know, 25 years, they have they have won. You yeah. Know, 20, yeah, yeah. I, mean, oh, I think we did have this conversation. Maybe it was us. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else is new, though, huh? To throw them in another mix of winning something else. Yeah, for sure. So Bishop Kelly is the defending champion in girls tennis for 4A. Wood River is the defending boys champion. Um, and they actually were the highest placing 4A team at the Capital Classic with 99.5 points. But Ridgeview, and that was for sixth overall. Ridgeview was right behind them in seventh at 94.5. So only five points separated Wood River and Ridgeview. And that is basically what happened last year at State Logan. It was one of the closest finishes we've seen in tennis where Wood River won the 4A championship with 30.5 points. Ridgeview took second at 27. So only three and a half mm. points separated Wood River and Ridgeview. And it looks like we could be headed towards that collision course again. Yeah. And, you know, if you play in a tournament like that and you're playing against teams that are, you know, bigger than you, um, you know, have, have better athlete. Well, I, that's not what I'm trying to say better, you know, a, a bigger pool to pull from right for their athletes. And, uh, and, you know, specifically with Wood River, I know this isn't a magic Valley conversation. You've seen them struggle in other sports, but to go in and, and play well in a tournament with, with a bunch of five, a schools, that's really impressive to do. Um, and only bodes well for the future. Yeah. So those are some of the tennis teams that we are keeping an eye on as State will be ramping up here very soon. We're, we are into the month of May, which means uh, the state championships are going to come hot and heavy. First, it'll be golf, where we'll be keeping an eye on. Coal Valley Christian and Homedale always seem to be really strong in golf. Remember, it's only 3A and below competing in spring golf. Uh, then we'll have tennis and 
softball and baseball and track and field, and we'll preview all of those. But it all starts with district play. And district baseball and softball begins. Uh, it, it began earlier this week in East Idaho. Um, you know, the three-team Mountain Rivers Conference decided they just needed to get a jump on everybody and start on Monday, Sugar Salem and Teton and South Fremont for some reason. I mean, they had plenty of time, but uh, they decided to start on Monday. In the Treasure Valley, it gets started really on Thursday. So what we're going to do is if you're watching the video version of this on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, by the way, you should subscribe, hit the little bell icon, and then every time we uh, publish a new podcast, uh, you'll be notified and, and you can go check it out. Um, if you're watching the video, we are going to, uh, I'm going to share my screen and we'll put the brackets up on the screen and break them down that way. If you're listening audio only at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, uh, you can still follow along. We have all the district back uh, brackets right on the homepage at IdahoSports.com. So let's start in baseball and let's start with the 5ASIC, Logan, because this is uh, the tournament that is starting most immediately. And again, if you're watching the video version of this, maybe make your screen full size so it's a little easier to see that bracket. Um, but this is kind of a scaled back version where the top seven seeds all kind of get buys into the double elimination portion of the bracket, which is different from how softball does that. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But basically, you've got a series of play in games on Thursday. You've got number eight Timberline hosting number 13 Boise, number nine Centennial hosting number 12 Nampa and number 10 Meridian hosting number 11 Capital. Kind of surprising to see Timberline traditionally a strong program in this play-in round. Yeah, I mean, there was some separation that occurred as the season went along, but, I mean, Timberline finished with at 5-7 and seven in the conference. I mean, really, that's only a couple of games away from, you know, maybe getting that by, you know, into the next round, like Mountain View and CUNA um, sitting there and playing in that, that 5 or that 6-7 game, I should say. Uh, were both a game above Timberline and, and just one game difference. So, you know, they were right there from not having to play it, but that's that's how it goes, right? A uh, one pitch can be um, separate you from being al- already there versus having to play in a play-in round. Yeah, a lot of parity this year in this in the SIC. Nampa and Boise both went two and ten. Uh, Capital was three and nine. Meridian and Centennial each went four and eight. And Timberline, as you said, Logan went five and seven. But they were only a game out of sixth and two games out of fifth. As yeah. we now look at, you know, who got buys here. Um, we'll start with the. You mentioned the six and the seven. Mountain View and Cuna. They each went six and six. Uh, Mountain View uh, beat CUNA head-to-head in the conference game that counted, so they technically get the six. doesn't really matter because by the time they get to that point, they'll be playing at neutral site at Bora. Um, so that part, you know, it doesn't matter too much, but that's going to be a pretty even matchup. And then you look even uh, above that. Bora gets the five seed at seven and five. Eagle is the four seed at eight and four. And Rocky Mountain is the three seed at nine and three. And they await the winners of these play in rounds who of the teams that are playing in the play in round Logan, who is most likely to go on a dark horse run? I mean, I think I would say Timberline, like, you know, like you said, just kind of surprising to see them where they were at um, in that, that they, but you know, overall they were 12 and nine on the season. So it's not like they had a, a poor season overall, you know, a winning record coming into the tournament and, you know, they do hold wins. They, they beat Bora earlier in the year, right? You know, you look at who they've played. They, they beat Mountain View 
Um, they beat they beat Boise, of course they did earlier. They'll they'll play them again, but they beat Boise um, last week, seven to zero, right? So they they had a close game with Bora last week. They had a close game with Rocky Mountain. They've had close games with Hawaii as well. And so I think they're you know they're a couple pitches away maybe from being right there in it. And they're a team that maybe you would not want. I don't think anybody wants to play Timberline. Um, I don't think anybody wants to play anybody, right? Anybody can win any given day, right? But I think Timberline of those six is probably the team that I think could potentially give uh, somebody fits. Um, nope. Just because, right, if you look at that bracket, right, I believe the you know the, the highest remaining seed, right, is going to play Bora. Um, and those, you know, Timberline played Bora on Friday, and it was two to zero. Uh, they played earlier in the season in a one-run game um, that Timberline won, so they could very easily. I don't. I don't think there's a lot of separation there between those two. Yeah, it would be interesting to see for sure. Uh, my dark horse is going to be Meridian, that number ten seed. You know, when you look at the Warriors and their body of work, um, they went four and eight in conference, nine and eleven overall. But they've got some impressive wins on the resume, Logan. They. They have beaten Rocky Mountain this year, four to two. They have beaten Timberline five to nothing. They lost to Owyhee, which we'll talk about in a second year, by just a run, four to three. Um, so I think Meridian has maybe some dark horse potential too. Um, they're going to have a tough matchup with Capital out of the gates. Uh, they did just beat Capital a couple weeks ago, though, seventeen to seven. So I would say look out for the Warriors there as well. And then we've got up top here the best of three championship series, where the top two teams automatically just play each other in the best of three for the SIC championship. It's going to be Middleton and Owyhee. Uh, they each went 11 and one in league play this year, Middleton 20 and three overall Owyhee 19 and two Middleton gets the quote unquote number one seed uh, because the Vikings uh, defeated Owyhee in their conference matchup. It was two to one. Now yeah, Owyhee, and- Owyhee won the non-conference matchup five to four so they split in the regular season yeah. this is going to be a fantastic three games. yeah no there is not a better this this is a very very likely state championship preview i mean be, be, be completely honest right these are these two teams have shown that they are the best Hawaii won the thing last year right middleton has just rolled through their schedule of you know middleton lost to eagle in there um, but but Hawaii has been the team to really push Middleton, right? And and you know I I just think that th- th- this is the best setup, right? Of of what we've seen in these district tournament. You always hate seeing a one seed get you know have one just crazy bad game and lose and lose a chance to win a state cha- or go go to a state tournament. And that's not the case. It's done. These two teams are going to state. Um, you know they have punched their tickets. And uh, this is what people want, I th- I personally think, right? Let me see the best two teams play each other and settle it out because there has not been much – on aggregate, these two teams are even coming into the game, right? They, they beat each other by one. Um, it should be fun to t- potentially get three more games of Middleton-Owyhee. Yeah, so like you said, both of these teams have already qualified for state. There are uh, four and a half uh, bids – plus a half bid. So as many, like every other sport this year, as many as six teams could qualify from the uh, SIC, as few as four, fifth and sixth place will have to challenge second place respectively from up north and from the east. And um, this year it's been kind of hard to gauge, but I, I've, if, if we saw six teams from the SIC, it wouldn't totally shock me. 
Yeah, you, you look, right? You look and you see Coeur d'Alene looks really good. I think Coeur you know, Coeur d'Alene over there is 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 a good team. Highland um, from the east side, right? And, you know, if those those two teams, I think, will probably win their districts looking ahead. I mean, you, you probably looked at it more than me. Um, and, and Lake City, I think, looks pretty good. But outside of that, man, I, I don't know why you would bet against any SIC team right now. Uh, I know in other sports um, that doesn't always go the way of the SIC. You, you see the, the teams from East Idaho uh, win, North Idaho, whatever, and and they love to you know say we hate the state of Ada. But uh, right now, man, I'm baseball. It's it is. I think it's the SIC. I think uh, um, very likely to see at least five bids and like you said, potentially six um, that'll be playing at state this year from the SIC. Yeah, and when you look at uh, that Middleton Hawaii matchup, the best of three, you know, it's it, it's the pitching, right? The pitching always is key this time of year. Yeah, I mean, each have a solid top three. Middleton has probably the best pitcher in the in the classification, and Robert Orlowski um, on the season. He has a 117 ERA. Their number two starter is probably going to be another senior, Trayton Swigert. He's got a 135 ERA, and then you know they might go with the sophomore. Uh, Ian Lenius uh, in the in the third game if it gets there and he's got a 2.22 ERA so that's three starters for Middleton each with yeah. sub you know two and a half ERAs why he's top three when you look at it is uh, Nick McDaniel the senior he would probably get the the call in game one 2.36 ERA then they would go with Hunter Mahaffey the sophomore a 1.27 ERA and then the third spot could be either Jack Ryan senior or Lucas Skinner, the junior, you know, probably it's going to be Ryan, the senior, and he's got a 184 ERA. So these are three really good pitch or yeah. two really good pitching staffs. And that's, and, and this, we've said it before, but that's how you win a state championship, right? Is you, if you have three guys that can pitch and go, go a full game and keep it low and get their, you know, get the job done, let their bats come in and, and score a few runs you're going to win a championship. Yeah. I mean, you, you just, if you have two really good pitchers, but not a third, uh, you know, you can win two games, but you're going to, you know, you get to the third, you know, if you've got one and, and, you know, Brandon, we saw this last year at the three, a tournament, right. Where Kimberly had probably the best pitcher in it. And uh, he, he goes out and does super well at the beginning of the game. And they say, ah, oh, well, you know what, we want to save him. You know, you're trying to plan and save a player, and then they end up losing that game, right? Where instead, if you've got three, say, you know what? I don't need to save this guy. He can pitch this one out. I've got a guy that I trust on Friday, and i got to trust a guy that I trust on Saturday. And if you don't have that, you're really going to struggle because you're going to play the game of who – you know, they're, who am I, who's going to come in in the third inning here? If we can get to the third and get a four-run lead, then, oh, yeah, we can. That's that's complicated, and it backfires. It backfired on Kimberly, who probably should have won this day. You know, they, they, they were really good. You know, they were a good team, and I thought that they, you know, at 3A, they probably should have won that state championship. They, but it is what it is. You know, they didn't, they didn't have what it took in that, that game when their starter came out. And you look at Middleton and Hawaii, and you say they've got three guys. When you go one, two, three, back to back to back, you know, it, it might be easy to catch them on an off night here and there, but consistently, like it's going to be tough when maybe you you can't save your ace for that game specifically. If you meet them in the second round, you might have had to use them in the first. And that's where I think both of these teams are, are just going to be difficult to deal with. 
Yeah, Kimberly had two of the three best pitchers at state last year. They were missing that third guy. And you're right, Logan. They pulled their 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 ace uh, in the first game and tried to, so then they could use him on yeah. Saturday, and it backfired. And then we we saw on Friday in that loser out game, their their number two guy went out and threw a no hitter. So I yeah, mean, it was... yeah, it just like <laughs> it, it was tough to see because you knew it's just like, oh man, if we just had one more guy, and both of these teams, they don't need to. You know, if you can save pitches, terrific, great. But uh, you know that I got a guy that can come out Thursday, and come out Friday, and come out Saturday, and we're good. Yeah, uh, we you know we don't need to plan around it. So, uh, you know, I, I think those are the best two teams in the state, and and it should be. But you know that all, that doesn't always equate to state championships, right? You know we, we've seen that before, where the best two teams don't win. Um, I just. It will be tough. Like you said, I think these two teams are very good. So it's fun to be able to see them play uh, one of these best of three series because, you know, this this truly probably will show us who the best the better team is. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be fantastic. You know, if you add it up, they played twice in the regular season. They could play three times at districts and then in the championship. It's almost like a seven game series. Yeah. Big yeah. Leagues. And, it, you know, it'll probably four to three is probably yeah. how it'll end up. Right. Uh, in terms of max preps rankings, right, because that's how state will be seated. Um, these aren't official yet because the teams up north are still playing regular season games and in theory could move up or down. But as of right now, the top six spots in the 5A max preps rankings all belong to teams from the SIC. Hawaii 1, Middleton 2, Rocky 3, Eagle 4, Mountain View 5, Bora 6. I mean, at this point, you can pretty much pencil in Hawaii as the one seed. Middleton is the two seed. I don't think anybody from the North is going to catch them there. So right. they would be on opposite sides of the bracket. Um, and it would be pretty intriguing to see how that could shake out. But And sorry. So do these take regular season only? They do not take what's going to happen in districts. Correct. Correct. The only so, thing districts is deciding is, you know, which teams get in representation. Right. So it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, Middleton, right. Um, you know, they, they've played, Rocky twice and beaten them twice, right? One, you know, one non-conference, one conference. Um, they've played Eagle twice and lost to Eagle two times. Middleton, right? They've lost to Eagle two times. Once a conference game, once not. Um, that was their only conference loss, right, was to Eagle. And if Eagle comes in as the four and Rocky is going to be the three, that means that would put Middleton and Rocky on that side of the bracket. And I think if you're Middleton, you look at that and say, all right, we'll take, you know what, not that playing Rocky Mountain is this great, easy task, but the, the team that had given you fits is on the opposite side, right? Yeah. So kind of an interesting setup there with how that bracket could look. Yeah, for sure. So that's 5 ASIC, and that's going to be much of the talk this week, uh, as we said. Uh, let's take a look at the 4 ASIC bracket. There's a couple of things we could pencil in so far here. This tournament will start on Saturday. Um, we were waiting on results of games from last night and figuring out how tiebreakers would get settled. But uh, Skyview is going to be your number one seed. They get a first round by uh, the number two seed. Columbia and Bishop Kelly each finished tied for second in the league at eight and four in conference play. Uh, they beat each other and they both lost to Skyview. So that's three of their losses right there. And I believe the tiebreaker then is going to be determined by where was your other loss? Bishop Kelly lost to Emmett, which is either going to be the four seed or the uh, three seed, or excuse me, the, the, they're, they're going to be four either or five. the 
yeah, four or five. Thank you. Um, and then the um, loss for Columbia came to Coldwell, which is the the number six seed. So that's going to be the tough part. I got to update this because there's seven teams in the SIC and the seventh place team does not get to go. So Valley View misses out on the uh, district baseball tournament. So, so obviously Columbia took the worst loss. And so we think because of that, Bishop Kelly is going to get that two seed. Yeah, and again, we don't know for sure, but man, that's going to be, uh, you know, Skyview has been in control. That's the thing. And, and you say, Skyview lost. Who'd they lose to? One of those two teams below? No, they lost to Ridgeview. <laughs> so you got to take a couple of steps down to find Skyview's loss. Uh, but but both of those teams, Columbia and B- BK, are going to be trying to swing at Skyview, who they haven't been able to knock off yet. Um, and again, there's, right, the, the, the champion makes it, to state, um, and there's only two bids, um, correct? There's only two from yes. the conference. And it's going to be, I, honestly, um, I, I don't know what the max preps rankings look like in 4A. Maybe you've got that up. But uh, yep. uh, it's going to be tough to see Columbia or BK not there, to be honest. Uh, that That's, I don't, I don't know. That's one, you know, you always hear the Eastern Idaho people cry about it. Um, but uh, I think this is one that is, is you're going to leave out one of the best four teams in the state, to be honest. Yep, for sure. Those those three teams are all ranked in the top eight of the Max Preps rankings. Skyview is actually number one overall, yeah. Logan. They would be the number one seed if they got to state. Columbia is number five. BK is number seven. And you're right. There's going to be a really good team yeah. staying at home. When you look at how things went in the regular season, Skyview swept Columbia one close game, a one nothing win. And then a lopsided game, an eight to three win. Same story with BK, a close game, a 10 to eight win, and a lopsided game, a six to one win. And then you look at BK and Columbia when they played each other this year. And we talked about they split Columbia won six to one, BK won six to five. So this is going to be as tight as it can be. And it's probably going to come down to the luxury for Skyview. And we think BK is going to be one less game. Columbia is going to have to try and figure out a third pitcher that can get them into state where BK and Skyview potentially only have to worry about two. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a, that's a tough situation, right. To, to find yourself in where now, like we talked about with, with state where you, you got to have those three and you know, you only have to have two if you're in that winner's bracket. Right. And so that's a, that's a tough situation. Um, And, and, you know, I just think it, that's one. It's it's it happens every year in every sport, and we don't need to talk about it anymore. But you know, so a good team is not going to be at state this year. Yeah, that's a it's a bummer for sure. Um, and and it's nice to see because the four ASIC we talked about in a lot of other sports. You know that oh man, the second Trouble. place team yeah. could probably be swapped out for somebody else statewide. Um, but this time in baseball, it's working against them. So. Um, we'll keep an eye on that one. And again, that gets started on Saturday with play in games or, or first round games, we should say. Um, and all we know for sure is that Caldwell is going to be the six. We think Columbia is going to be the three. And then we got to figure out between Ridgeview and Emmett who gets the four and five. Basically, it's going to be home field advantage there. If we go to the 3A Snake River Valley Conference, Logan, this is all seated and ready to go. Fruitland and Payette finished tied in the league eight and two this year. Uh, Fruitland did get the one seed um, on the tiebreaker. And so that puts them, I, th- there's no easy path here. Really, I think any no. of the 
five of the six could could potentially come out of this thing. You've got some really intriguing first round matchups. Uh, Homedale, the three seed, will will play McCall Donnelly, the six. Parma, the four seed, will play Weezer, the five. Who who comes out of this thing, Logan? You know, it, who knows, Brandon? This is one that you know between this and, and I mean even in the two A bracket as well. I mean, you look at it and you say. It's tough to decide because, I mean, we were just talking about Parma earlier. Um, Parma beat Fruitland, right, this yeah, week on Monday. On Monday. Yep. Like, that's that's no easy guarantee for Fruitland in their first game. If if Parma beats Weezer, right, and then they, they get Fruitland, there's no guarantee for Fruitland based on what happened this week. Um, they, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would lean – you know, Fruitland definitely, I think, has – the advantage, right? They're the, they're the one seed. They they play great all season. But then you, you look at Payette too, and did anybody expect that? Um, I I don't know. And you know, they beat Homedale on Monday, took care of business there. They they beat Parma last week. They lost to Fruitland earlier, uh, but they 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 lost to Fruitland twice this year. Lost by one run and then lost by five last week. And so you know, there's no reason Payette can't. Um, I don't know. Give me, give me the Pirates, Brandon. Give me the Pirates just for fun, right? They're in first okay. place in the National League right now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, give, give me the Payette Pirates just because I haven't had a chance to say that, you know, yeah, the, in, in the last few years. Is give me the Payette Pirates to win the championship. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Pirates leading the National League right now in major leagues. Uh, Payette. So, so Payette's only two losses in conference were to Fruitland, and so yeah. you're, you're going. Well, who did Fruitland lose to? Fruitland lost to Parma on Monday night, twelve to eight. And they lost to Homedale earlier this year in a very tight game. I believe it was one nothing. So um, it was either one nothing or two to one. Let me get, yeah, two to one, two to one. They lost and, to Homedale. So and here's here's the thing though. You know what, Payette, um, they just need to win a game, right? If yeah. they win a game, they go to state. Um, if they can win that first game, there they are. And you know, I I think that. Uh, I know. I just think that they can get it done because like you said, they've only lost to Fruitland on the year. Right. And, and, you know, they took care of business Homedale. They beat Parma, McCall Donnelly, Weezer. Uh, you know, they, they have wins against good teams from other conferences as well. Right. They, they took care of business. They beat Marsing who, you know, if we talk about the next area is, is in the mix and there's, they beat Melba. Um, they, they tied Melba too. They beat, they, they, they barely lost to Nampa Christian, right? Just that that's a team that I don't think anybody was really expecting much from just based on historically. Right. Um, and I just, I give me Payette Brandon, at least yeah, to make oh, it to state. I think Payette makes it to state for sure. Fruitland and Payette will be at state. I'll, I will say that. Yeah. Um, I think the three that come out are Fruitland Payette and I'm going to say Parma. Okay. I like it. Um, the, yeah, the, the big key is going to be, again, like we talked about at the foray Fruitland and Payette having that first round by huge because they have to win once and they, they qualify yeah. for state. Whereas Homedale and Parma would each have to win twice to get there. Um, which, which is going to be interesting. Uh, all four of those teams have an absolute stud at the top of the rotation. Yeah. When you look at Fruitland and Zane Bidwell, 
who we got to see last year at state. And you talk about Payette and Colin Heisel has done phenomenally well this year. Homedale, of course, Dylan Fine and his microscopic 0.69 ERA. And then Sean Powers from Parma. Now the question is going to be, can Homedale and Parma, you know, can they get another good quality start? Homedale's got Peyton Fine, you know, the younger Fine uh, boy. They've got uh, some options there. When you look at Parma, it might be a little trickier where Sean Powers is a great pitcher. Um, but after that, you know, they're probably going to have to turn to Sam Holtman, the sophomore, and he's got a 365 ERA by far, the, by far the highest among any of these top pitchers that we're talking about. And so that's also the question for Homedale and Parma is, do you go all out and try to win this game to advance to the final four? Or do you try to save that bullet? Does Homedale save Dylan Fine to try and push Payette? It's it, and it's going to be a very interesting decision for Burke Deal, the Homedale coach, as well as the Parma coaching staff. Yeah, and you know what? If I'm them, I honestly I look and, and this is again we're not trying to be mean to anybody, um, but like if you look at at Weezer, right? Um, I mean. It was a close game, right? Parma and Weezer. It was a five-six game a couple weeks ago, but but you look at what they've, you know, they lost to Homedale uh, fourteen to zero. They lost to to Fruitland fourteen to three. You know that they did beat Parma earlier in the year. Weezer did four to three, and so it's 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 kind of tough to look at it and decide what to do if you're Parma. I mean, they've been right there. I think in this round, Homedale Homedale has the easier decision. I think. Yes. I think you. And this is again uh, benefits from finishing a third instead of fourth, right? At the end of the day, right? You get quote the easier game, and and those there it is. You know, there's a direct benefit uh, that that goes to Homedale. Um, I think they definitely have the easier game. There's no knock on McCall Donnelly, but they did not win a conference game this year. So um, I, I think you're able to if you're Homedale save it for the next round. And then if you're Payette, you know, you look at it and say, darn it, I wish I had, wish I had that top spot. Then you get somebody that, you know, two teams that had to battle. So I don't know that that's, that's how I see it shaking out, but I'm also not a coach. So I don't know what they're, you know, what, what they'll do, but I, I would imagine that Homedale will save for game two. That's, I think that if, if I were Homedale, that's what I would do. Dylan fine pitches game one, because you've beaten McCall Donnelly twice this year, 12 to two and 15 to four. And then Dylan fine, who I, I still think is the best pitcher in the conference pound for pound. Um, then you're going against uh, Payette and Payette's probably throwing Colin high cell. And that would be a fantastic pitching matchup. And then you, you put it on the line and whatever happens from there happens. Um, but uh, for Parma, I think you got to throw powers game one. Um just because you mentioned it's been kind of close with yeah. this year. Um, and then, and then you throw the sophomore against Fruitland and, and you hope for the best. Um, and, and again, a three sixty five ERA is, is pretty good for high school, but compared to all these other great pitchers, right, it's right. a little higher, but yeah, you, you gotta, you know, there's, there's the fine line, right. Between saving and just winning. And I think if you're, you're Parma, you gotta win that first game. And yeah. it's not a given again, you know, weeds are a team two years out from a state championship. Like it's not, been down this year, but, but has played Parma pretty well in the regular season. So they can't, Parma can't look forward to the next game as much as, as Homedale may, even though they never would admit that they're looking forward. 
Uh, nobody ever does, you know, we're playing what's in front of us. Um, but I think there is some strategy involved in, in that a little bit here. Yeah, for sure. Um, when you look at the max preps rankings, uh, Logan, these four teams are all in the top 10. Fruitland is four. Uh, you've got Homedale at six, Payette right behind at seven, and then Parma checks in at number 10. And so, um, yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating to see this tournament. I think this could be one of the most exciting tournaments out there. And, and you know, maybe I, t- you know, the more I look at it, though, Brandon, you know, Saturday, this this is good for Homedale, right? Is is that you play on Saturday and then you play on Monday, right? So whoever you throw on Saturday, let's say you play Monday um, and you lose, right? You're you know, turn around, you got a game on Tuesday now. You, I don't know what the time is, but, uh, you know, having that, that day off or, you know, that Sunday is, is going to be benef- It's going to be helpful to those teams that played on Saturday, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think it, they're oh, probably hoping, can we play it on Friday actually? And, uh, <laughs> and then there's a little more time too. Yes. Uh, and I should mention the opening round is Saturday high noon for each of these games. Weezer at Parma, McCall Donnelly at Homedale. Uh, and then your semifinals would be Monday night fruitland hosting at six, Payette hosting at five. Those are going to be must watch games for sure. Uh, this is another tournament that's going to be pretty wide open. I think the two a uh, Western Idaho conference, Logan, uh, we haven't even been able to put any teams on the seed line yet because that's how close the standings have been. Um, but when you look at the standings overall, we've talked about Napa Christian, you know, hasn't been their usual dominant self. They are seven and two in the league, 15 and five overall. I think at this point, I'm not sure anyone could catch them for the number one seed, so we could probably right. put that in. But after that, Coal Valley, Marcin, Melba, all five and four in the league. Yeah, and I mean, there is a lot to play for. I think everybody's got one more game left. And like you said, nobody can catch um, Nampa Christian. They should have that top spot. But there is a lot left, right, for that two seed. And there's three teams for it. Melba plays Nampa Christian, so that's going to be a tough one. Uh, but Marsing is a team to watch out for, right? They just beat Melba. Um, they beat Nampa Christian uh, last week. And so they, they finish up with North Star Charter, right? So if you look at it on paper and you say, who has the easiest the, the, the easiest game this week, you would look at it and say, Marsing lined up with North Star Charter. They have maybe the greatest opportunity to win this week and, and fill in that final number two spot. And, and that's a, that's a team that's dangerous. Um, like we said, they, they beat Nampa Christian. Uh, they beat vision charter as well. Who's, you know, been in that top spot at the one, a level. And so they're a team to look out for right now. See, and I, and I, I, I can appreciate your thought exercise and my dogs can as well. I'm sure you, I'm sure you can hear them going nuts in the background. Um, Okay, but but here's the thing. Each of these teams has one game left. Melba hosts Nampa Christian tonight. We're recording this on Wednesday, May 3rd, and I think everybody plays tonight. So we'll know how this is going to shake out tomorrow. So Melba hosts Nampa Christian tonight. Cole Valley is at New Plymouth. And then you mentioned Marcin hosts North Star Charter and just based on seedings, North Star Charter is going to be the six. New Plymouth is going to be the five. You would think, okay, yeah, Cole Valley and Marcin probably have the easiest path. But North Star beat Marcin this year, yeah. seven to two. And Cole Valley did beat New Plymouth, but it was only 10 to nine. And you but look New at Pl- Melba, and you look at Melba, the toughest matchup with Nampa Christian, they beat the Trojans four to three. Yeah. 
So and, I don't and, know. You know, New Plymouth beat uh, beat Marsing last week too. I don't. I mean, nobody. Who knows? It's it is a. It's gonna. It's there's no way to predict it because everybody has beat up on everybody in this conference. Nampa Christian just happens to have not been beat up as much, and and North Star just got beat up a little bit more. <laughs> But other outside of that, they've they've all been really competitive with each other. So I think it bodes well for the state tournament as well. Like the, you know, having these these teams are all really good, and when they get to state, they're going to be prepared. Yeah, only two spots available at state, and honestly, any that's, of the, any any of the six could get them. I think. I can't believe that that <laughs> only two are going to that. Yeah, it's that's uh, a little annoying. That's yeah. Two, two of six, um, because then East Idaho gets uh, one and a half, basically. The two the District 5 and 6 champs get to go, and then second place from District 5 will play second place from District 6. I mm-hmm. believe that is the only play-in game. Otherwise, the North gets two, and uh, District 3 gets two, and then, of course, you've got your district champ from District 4, which looks like is going to be Declo, so... Um, this also is going to be a fantastic uh, tournament to watch. And when you look at the max preps rankings in the 2A Man. baseball ranks, Napa Christian is one, Coal Valley Christian is four, Marcin is seven, Melba is 10, North Star Charter is 11, New Plymouth is 14. So you've got five of the top 11 all coming from this, this conference. And it's crazy you just mentioned Declo, right? And and that's one that hadn't even been on my radar just because I'm not a Magic Valley guy. But they beat Wendell. They beat them twice so far, and they play them again. And, and Wendell's a team that's beaten Nampa Christian a couple of times. Yes. So you look at that Declo team and say, man, that's a team that might make a run to a state championship just looking at it on paper right now. I think when we talk about state baseball tournaments, I think 2A is going to be the most wide open with Firth returning a lot of their guys from last year. They got all the way to the championship. Uh, Orofino up north has been looking very good, plus they're playing at their home ballpark, which will be a huge factor. Right. I don't know, man. It's it, the 2A That should be state- a good tournament. Just looking at it right now, that might be one of the most tight ones that we have. You should go up there and broadcast that with Paul Logan. You're gonna you could have the most exciting action, plus a beautiful <laughs> ballpark to call the games that, from. That would be it. Would be fun. It would be. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk more about that on our state baseball what? preview show coming in a couple of weeks. <laughs> but um, yeah, two A is going to be pretty wild. One uh, A District Three, the Western Idaho Conference. Uh, I got to be honest. I'm not sure how this is going to get seeded out because not everybody is going to end up being able to play the same amount of conference games. The idea coming into the season, Logan, was there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight full-fledged members of the conference, and everybody was supposed to play everybody twice for a total of 14 conference games. Mm-hmm. Well, not everybody's going to get to that. I think we're going to get close, un- unless there are games being made up that we haven't been told about but we're running out of room on the runway here. But as it stands right now, vision charter is still in first at 11 and two Glens Ferry is second at eight and three Idaho city is in third at seven and five. You've got horseshoe bend in fourth at six and six garden Valley is in fifth at five and five gem state is in sixth at four and four. And so you can already see the number of games aren't adding up and then Rimrock at three and eight and wilder at zero and 11. One thing we can tell you is lighthouse Christian 
their first year of high school baseball, Logan. They decided to basically be an independent team. They played a lot of JV teams, but um, they are going to compete in the District 3 tournament, and they said coming in, hey, we'll just take the last seed, and, and we know that going in. Lighthouse Christian is not bad. They, yeah. they beat Glens Ferry earlier this year where Camden Boyd threw a no-hitter. And so, you know, you look at Lighthouse Christian at number nine, they could throw a spanner in the works even. Yeah, I don't think they'll have any ter- any problem in that play-in tournament. Yeah. That 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 should be uh, j- just fine for them, I think. <laughs> and, and, and you might ask then, well, well, how come they weren't just a full member of the conference? And, well, they made the decision kind of in December to to let's do this and have a baseball team. By then, everyone had already built their schedules out. And so Lighthouse really didn't have a chance to. They had to fill their schedule in with right. teams and stuff like that. So it wasn't that they didn't want to compete. It's just they didn't have enough time. So, okay, but if we look at these teams, Glens Ferry historically has kind of been the team in this conference, especially now that North Star Charter is not there anymore. Um, but Vision Charter, we continue to talk about the Golden yeah. Eagles, eleven and three overall, eleven and two in the conference. Logan, they uh, we just did our our baseball edition of heavy hitters on IdahoSports.com. Again, we do heavy hitters on Mondays, primetime pitchers on Tuesday. Um, Vision Charter had a game on Saturday where both Lakin Wilson and Cody Klein each had six stolen bases in one game. <laughs> That's uh, that, that, that takes some skill to be able to get that far, you know, and in uh, in uh, eight year old baseball, that's, that's pretty common. Uh, but, but not at the high school level. That's it's nuts. That's, right? I mean, they, they, you had to get on base that many times enough that you can steal that many times that's impressive yeah it's um so so vision charter i think looking really good glenn's ferry i think is going to be solid uh four four teams advanced to state out of this district the other two spots you know idaho city's played well this year and they've got a lot of big strong at like big big dude like six four two thirty just big boppers I still look at Horseshoe Bend and Garden Valley, though, and they and and even Gem State to an extension. They've just got good athletes. You know, you look at the Garden Valley yeah. roster, and it's it's a lot of names we recognize: Tacoma Kelly, Jaden Hunt, Gavin Kelly, the Corn Brothers, the Grayson Corns, and Trevor. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's all these guys that we recognize. And same with Horseshoe Bend. You know, it's Blaine Meyer and it's uh, Carson Drake, and and so I just. I don't know. In my mind, I'm still kind of leaning Garden Valley and Horseshoe Bend. It would be awesome to see Idaho City get to state for the first time, though. Yeah, it's just when you, when it gets to that situation, you're right. Do, do those athletes that are just very good athletes, do they show up? But, man, that would be a crazy story, right, for Idaho City, who right hadn't had a baseball team for ever, right? Or did they have, you know, who, but starting it up last year, not even really having a home field to play on um could be could be looking at a trip to state but horseshoe bend i mean they are the one of the teams um they they beat vision charter last week um you know they 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 can get it done um and like you said garden valley just just the names and the athletes they can always just show up at the right time uh they did fall yesterday to vision charter 15 to 7 though but um yeah, I, you know, of those, we're going we're gonna to see four of those five. It would be a very cool story to see Idaho City, though. Yeah, for sure. You know, Horseshoe Ben might have sneakily the best pitcher in the conference, Zeke Ochoa, a senior. He, he's he been phenomenal this year on the bump. Um, And really, the, the key is going to be of this glom of teams, 
really, you know, Rimrock and Wilder, I think are probably out of it. They're, they're going to be in the play in round. Definitely. Um, which, which of the other teams can avoid the play in round, you know, who, who finishes in the top five, because you've got seven teams fighting for it. Um, and again, we've talked about if you finish in the top five and you get that buy, and even if you're look at, look at this one and two, get a double buy. Yeah. So if you, if you're, if you're vision charter and Glenn's Ferry, and I, I don't know if Idaho city can catch either of them. They're two back in the loss column at this point. Again, the standings are kind of a mess because nobody's played the same number of games. Um, but if man, the double buy is going to be huge because you only need to win one game and you're going to state and even getting one of these top five seeds is huge because then you only have to use two pitchers in theory uh, to get to state. Um, but so, so avoiding the playing around is going to be key. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like you said, who knows what the schedule actually is going to be like the next week, but right now I see on the schedule, right. Uh, Glenn's Ferry will play Rimrock, right. Uh, but then they play Idaho city. And so, uh, you know, I, again, not sure exactly what Idaho city has the next couple of games, but, um, you know, We'll see. I mean, I don't. I don't know if they can even catch them. I think they've. They both have a game before that. It would require another loss from Glens Ferry, but uh, could could potentially at least get within one game of them potentially. But yeah, it, it'll be fascinating to watch, and we'll come back next week and actually have this thing seated. Um, the playing games are next Monday at Glens Ferry, um, so we will see how all of that goes. And it's actually a double. It's a double playing game if you look at this bracket here, Logan. So they've got mm-hmm. to play. Not only do you have to win once on Monday, you've got to win a second time just to get to the number six seed. So you're talking about somebody burning two pitchers and then only having a day of rest right. uh, to, to then try and win two more times to get to state. Uh, I don't know. That that playing round is going to be – this bracket is set up for the for the higher-seeded teams. For the higher seeds, definitely. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, that's going to be interesting. All right, let's let's just work our way up the other way with softball, and these will move a little quicker because there's not as much strategy involved in terms of the pitching staffs because everything is so condensed and the same pitcher throws 5 million innings every mm-hmm. year. Uh, so there's less strategy here. This is the 1A District 3 tournament, and again, we cannot seed anything yet, kind of the same as on the baseball side, Logan, where – I don't think everybody's going to get to the same amount of conference games. Notice we talked about this a couple, couple of weeks ago. Um, wasn't sure they were going to have enough players for a team. They got enough players out uh, about a month into the season to actually start competing. It's a lot of freshmen. They have had to forfeit some games recently, I'm assuming because of low numbers. And so, um, but you look at the standings, Glenn's Ferry, 12 and one vision charter, 10 and two Greenleaf friends, eight and four, Garden Valley nine and five, Horseshoe Bend six and six, Lighthouse is a full fledged member of this conference. They're six and nine, Wilder five and ten. Notice is zero and nine currently. Idaho City is zero and ten. This is a little different, where the top three teams automatically advance to state. Logan, uh, and that'll be the same in District Two, and then the final two spots will be awarded based on the highest Max Preps ranking. So you could see as many as five teams from district three, you could see as few as right. three. I mean, you look, you know, look at those standings, like you were just saying um, that, sorry, I'm looking at it right here in front of me. Uh, Vision charter 10 and two. Um, but those two losses have come, you know, you know, they lost two games recently, right? They lost to Glens Ferry 
and they lost to Garden Valley. So uh, you're looking at it and those those teams behind it. There's no guarantee, I think, right now. I think I think what's going to end up happening is it's going to be a, a an even split. Four from District Three, four from the North. If you look at the Max Preps rankings currently, uh, your top eight slices out that way. Potlatch is one. Clearwater Valley is two. They're both from the North. Glens Ferry is three. Kendrick is four. Genesee is five. So four of the top five are from the White Pine League. But then mm-hmm. you've got Vision Charter at six. Greenleaf Friends at seven. Garden Valley at eight. And so, and and I just don't know that. Unless there's a crazy upset, that's probably what it's going to look like. Yeah, four and four, I think. And so the question then is, who who gets there? Who gets those four spots? I feel pretty good about Glens Ferry. They won it all yeah. two years ago. They've got Campbell King and all these great young hitters. Um, Vision Charter, I feel pretty good about. I feel pretty good about Greenleaf too. And we've talked about this this group of girls at Greenleaf um, coming through. It's a once in a lifetime class where they've had a lot of athletic success. And then the fourth spot, I mean, you look on the surface and you go, all right, Garden Valley, Mike Chandler's got a veteran team. They're nine and five. Can somebody throw a throw a wrench into the plans? I, I just don't know. I think this one's kind of clear cut. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's, uh, you know, you look at what they've done um, through the season. I mean, maybe maybe Horseshoe Bend. They did lose to Horseshoe Bend 12 to six. That was a long time ago, though. But, uh, you know. It, 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 I like that Garden Valley team to to come out of it. I mean, I mean they would they would essentially have to there would have to be an upset by you know maybe maybe Horseshoe Bend securing one two or three that that's almost essentially what would have to happen right um, in the tournament because they cannot jump them in terms of the max prep rankings so. I mean, really, when you look at it, uh, they they have a game against Vision Charter. Again, Garden Valley does tomorrow on Thursday. They beat them on Tuesday. If they win again, um, you know, I, I think that they would be safely in. I mean, I just, it's going to take a lot for, for Horseshoe Bend to finish one, two, or three. And as long as Garden Valley holds on to that number eight spot in max preps, then they they should be good to go. I will say maybe one team that could lurk is Lighthouse Christian only because they've put up some really crooked numbers this year, Logan. This is just a sampling of Lighthouse Christian season. They beat Wilder 23 to 22. They lost to Garden Valley in extra innings 29 to 28. They beat Idaho City 22 to 9. And then again, 29 to 11. And they just lost to Horseshoe Bend 36 to 32. (laughs) So that is. That that game probably took forever. Thirty. What is that combined? That's uh, 60, 68 runs. Yeah. Yep. I'd like to know the the time on that. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, pretty pretty wild stuff there. Um, but we again, we think this is kind of clear cut. Uh, your top four probably are going to be the ones that that make it um to state to a western idaho conference again um we had to wait on some regular season results to seed this bad boy but um because when you look at the conference standings logan napa christian coal valley christian both six and one in the league and they each have one regular season game left um Nampa Christian will play tonight, Wednesday, May 3rd at Melba. 
Cole Valley Christian will play at New Plymouth. Uh, Cole Valley's got the more difficult matchup here, um, I think. And so we could see Napa Christian clinch first tonight. Yes, I mean, you said it. I mean, New Plymouth is a team that beat Cole Valley earlier this year. Or no, excuse me. No, they beat New Plymouth. They beat them 12 to 2. Excuse me. But New Plymouth is a team that, you know, sits at, at, at four and three. Definitely, the, I think, the tougher of, of the list. But I think they both probably get it done. And then I don't, I don't know. How does the tiebreaker work? Did they they beat um, each other, right? Nampa Christian. Yeah. Yes, they beat each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> of so, course. Uh, and they don't have any other losses to anybody else. Right. So, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how they go about figuring that out. But, you know, so. at the end of the day, I don't know if it really matters. I think those two teams come out of it and go to state either way. I, I think so, too. Um, you know, maybe New Plymouth, just because they have kind of the history and Coach Sam Crockett, you know, has taken them to state so often, but... You're right. To me, it's kind of the two Christian schools, Napa Christian and Cold Valley Christian, for sure. Kind of favored there, but it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, because right now, I mean, you look at what what they've got. They have beaten up on the teams below them and lost to the teams above them um, so far in, in New Plymouth. So um, kind of need to see something more from them um, before I can – say yeah you guys are you guys are heading on to the next round um as they haven't i mean they did play a close one with nampa christian it was only seven to eight on monday so but yeah you're right maybe they they can pull an upset somewhere in there and, and they actually get the bid after all yeah and what's on the line here uh the only thing that we can officially slot in uh and we well, i guess we can't even marcine is the only team that's actually completed its conference season they're one and seven the other four teams will all play each other tonight uh, Melba with a win, uh, and that would have to be over Napa Christian, um, could avoid a tie with Marcin for last place, and that would give them the five seed, but um, tall order for sure. But it'll be interesting. But yeah, I think Napa Christian and Cold Valley Christian and will come back next week and have this thing actually seeded out. The first round is Friday, and North uh, New Plymouth is hosting all of the games. And so continue to check back at idahosports.com for updated brackets there. 3A, Snake River Valley Conference. Here it is, all seated out for you, Logan. The first round, just like the baseball side, starts Saturday, high noon, Parma at Fruitland. And then also uh, Payette is going to take on McCall Donnelly, the three seed. Kind of interesting here, Logan. Uh, McCall Donnelly is the three seed, but their field I don't think has been playable this year because of the weather and stuff. And so mm -hmm. I'm not sure that McCall Donnelly even had a home game. Uh, I would have to double check that, but this is why their game is going to be held at Fruitland right after the Grizzlies play, because I don't think McCall Donnelly's field is playable. And so you basically have a double dip on Saturday at Fruitland. And I'd be, if, if that's what's going on with them, that's, I mean, that's a long way to go to for every, every single one of your games. You've got a, yeah. Is the snow even gone up there? I don't know if it is. I don't know. Anyways, I haven't been up to McCall lately, but anyway yeah i mean you look at this the way the standings are right now and i mean it's pretty top heavy homedale blew through everybody undefeated you know you, you really like homedale uh, uh to, to make their run and, and make it back to state once again um but then outside of that i mean weezer and mccall donnelly kind of the, those next two in line that's that next step 
And, you know, I, you know, like those two teams as well to, to maybe make a run at it. Yeah. I think Homedale for sure. And to me, Homedale is kind of my three, a favorite overall. When, when you get to state and you start talking about state with Danny sits, one of the best pitchers in the classification and um, all the great hitters they have uh, as well. Uh, you look at Weezer, they went seven and three in the league. Uh, they lost to Homedale twice. And then their third league loss actually came to Payette, the last place team. They lost 17 to three and kind of a head scratcher. Um, but I'm yeah. with you. I think it's Weezer. And Weezer is an interesting team. They've got some, you know, they beat Centennial and they hung in there with with some other good teams, but they, they've given up a lot of runs. And that's what is concerning, right? You know, like you said, 17 to Payette, they gave up 13 and 23 to Kimberly. Um, you know, even in a win over McCall Donnelly, they gave up 12. So, uh, you know, that, that that's just one thing to watch out for for Weezer. Yep, for sure. Uh, Homedale uh, is ranked fourth right now in the current Max Preps rankings behind a trio of teams from District 4, Kimberly, Gooding, and Buell. Now, Homedale's got the better overall record, um, except for Kimberly, which is 20-2. and two. And so I'm wondering if Kimberly's dominance has lifted Gooding and Buell because they all play each other uh, like three or four times in that league over there. That's the only thing I can think of. Homedale probably is going to be the three seed at state if they get there because only two teams are advancing from district four. So I think Homedale's probably going to be that three seed. Weezer is currently seeded eighth. That seems about right. And they'll probably be yeah. the seven seed at state if they get there. So, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, I, this is one where, you know, a lot of other ones, we think that there, there, there's teams that can make a run. And, and I think right now in this, in district three, it, it's Homedale that can make the run from the district at state. Yeah, pretty clear cut. Uh, Homedale and Weezer did play for the championship last year, so we'll see if that is in the cards yeah. again this year. 4A, SIC. We can seed quite a bit of this one. Bishop Kelly is going to be your one seed. Skyview is going to be your two seed. Skyview, of course, the reigning 5A state champions, and they moved down to 4A, but it hasn't been smooth sailing, right? The Hawks went 15-7 and seven overall this year, but 10-2 and two in the conference with a pair of losses to Bishop Kelly. Emmett is going to be the three seed. Uh, now, after last night's action, we can say that Ridgeview is going to be the four. Um, and then the five and six will come down to uh, Columbia and Valley View on a tiebreaker. But uh, to me, it is Bishop Kelly and Skyview and maybe Emmett can can cause some some chaos but really to me this one's kind of clear cut as well yeah and i mean they were one of the games was a, was a four run game was close the other one uh not so much 15 run difference by bk we talked about bk softball earlier they're really good but it's been a while since skyview and bk played each other so maybe something changed there but uh somebody's going to need to show something or else it's uh, BK is just going to continue to roll through like they have. <laughs> yeah. A couple of high scoring games, 17, 13 and 21 to six were the two wins for Bishop Kelly this year. Those two teams are two and three in the max preps rankings only behind Pocatello uh, who is still undefeated. So that, that checks out. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's impressive. And, and that, I mean, that there, there seems to be a step even from two to three, like, BK has clearly cemented themselves above Skyview and Skyview still in third place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bishop Kelly and Skyview get first round buys. Emmett and Ridgeview will host opening round games Saturday, May 6th 
And then the winners of those will take on BK and Skyview Monday night at five o'clock at each home venue, respectively. And then from there, the tournament will move to Valley View at a neutral site. Um, so yeah, that's it. The four ASIC. And then here's the gargantuan, the five ASIC. So we talked about in baseball, Logan, there was only three play in games here. We have one, two, three, four, five play in games where only the top three seeds get buys Eagle, the one Hawaii the two capital, the three. And again, these standings were pretty jumbled throughout the year. Eagle wins the outright title by going 10 and two in league. But then Middleton, Hawaii, and Capital all went nine and three. Middleton was on the short side of the uh, the three way tiebreaker, which means Middleton gets the four seed and has to play a play in game against Boise on Saturday at high noon. Yeah, just those teams all crammed in there together, right? Uh, just you know, there's not a lot. You look at it and you say, man, Middleton. We talked about them and and they did well this year and. Uh, you know, they're the four seed, but really they were, they finished in second place, just tied with a couple of other teams there for that. So, you know, the, the highest remaining seed, if Middleton's able to take care of business, um, they're going to go and right. They would play, they would just move in and they would play the, another team from a play in game. So they would get um, potentially, uh, you know, who who's five that CUNA is that CUNA right yes, there. CUNA. Yes. Um, and you know, CUNA beat Middleton earlier, but then Middleton beat CUNA. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Middleton also, they played a non-conference game, interestingly enough, um, this week and, and took care of business against, uh, who did we just talk about Bishop Kelly? <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know, it's a four, a team, but, a, but a good win for, for them, but Eagle just continues to run through it. And then, like you said, you mentioned those other three teams, uh, Hawaii and Capital, getting those buys. Uh, it's, it's a nice benefit to have in those teams. Um, again, I don't know what the max preps rankings look like. I haven't looked at them, but you got to think that uh, the SIC is going to have a good run at the state tournament this year. Yeah. Uh, and again, as many as six, as few as four could make it from uh, this district. Uh, you look at the so Eagles, the one seed at 10 and two Middleton, a why capital all went nine and three. A why he gets the two seed capital, the three Middleton, the four Timberline and CUNA each finished eight and four. CUNA wins the tiebreaker. So CUNA is the five seed. Timberline drops to the six. Then you had Rocky Mountain and Bora each finished tied at six and six. And in that scenario, Bora got the tiebreaker. They're seven. Rocky is eight. Mountain View finishes five and seven. They're the nine seed. Meridian and Centennial each went three and nine. And then Nampa and Boise each went one and 11. So it's Middleton hosting Boise, CUNA hosting Nampa, Timberline hosting Meridian, Bora hosting Centennial, and Rocky Mountain hosting Mountain View. All of those on Saturday. To me, this is all chalk except for maybe that Rocky Mountain View battle between eight and and nine and these these two were locked in either way it, it just kind of depended on last night what happened uh mountain view could have been the eight and hosted rocky could have been the eight and hosted um, but these two teams have known for a while that hey a really good team's gonna get knocked out here and in fact they they played last night logan and rocky won three to one so this yeah. is gonna be an interesting matchup on saturday yeah it might be one of the better games of the tournament you know besides maybe like the championship or a semifinal round but uh, yeah. that game probably better will probably be a better game than any of the other play-in games and potentially any of those uh you know quarterfinal games i guess i'll say the one through the eight that that one 
shapes up, you know, those are rivals, right? They call it the battle of the mountains. So, you know, those two teams um, sh- should be fun to see those two always play good competition, no matter what the sport is. Yeah. You're, you were asking about the max preps rankings. The top five are from the SIC Eagle, Hawaii, Middleton, CUNA capital. That's your top five. Yep. Um, then you've got Thunder Ridge at six, Coeur d'Alene at seven, Timberline is eight, Rocky Mountain is nine, and then Lake City is 10. That's the top 10. And so if we talk about this real quick, um, the, and I need to get rid of that. Obviously, there's no score there. Uh, okay. So the, the top four automatically get to go. And then fifth place will have to play second place from up north, which is going to be either Lake City or Coeur d'Alene, most likely. Sixth place will get to play second place from the east, which, could be Rigby or Highland. Um, and again, we've said, we said this in basketball, I think sixth place is going to have an easier time than fifth place. Fifth place could because Lake Coeur d'Alene and Lake city are both really good. Yeah. Yeah. So going, you know, I, I like the SIC to at least get one of those playing bids to win. Um, I mean, did, didn't they get both in basketball? We weren't expecting that to happen. And then they, uh, there was one of them in basketball that, wasn't supposed to happen. Oh, the Eagle girls went up and won their game. Yeah. And beat um, Lake city. And then, and then Mountain View had to play Thunder Ridge and lost. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So, but you know what, uh, the way the conference is shaped up right now, I, I like the chances to, you know, it, maybe not a walk in the park, so to say, to get the fifth or the sixth bid, but uh, definitely doable to get the fifth or the sixth bid as well. And I'm telling you, I've been banging the drum for Bora all year. They've, they've <laughs> been they've been very inconsistent, right? Twelve and seven overall, six and six in the league. I still think Megan Marikel is a is a difference maker in the pitcher's circle. Um, if she can keep the walks down, that's been her one problem this year. Is she she tends to walk a lot of batters, but if she's locked in, I mean, her ERA is one eighty nine which is pretty good in softball. So yeah, I don't know. I, I bore it to me. is kind of my dark horse um, team to maybe keep an eye on as this thing progresses, but I feel good about Eagle. I feel good about Hawaii. I feel good about Middleton. I even feel good about CUNA. Um, yeah. I guess capital th- is the team I'm most tenuous about. But. Yeah. I think those top five are in, like, I think that, 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 you know, whoever, you know, if they make it through districts or they make it through a play in, I think, I think those five are going to be there. Well, one of, one of those five is going to have to play Lake City or Coeur d'Alene, and that's, that's going to be that, that's tough. tough. That's tough. So I don't know. You might see some interesting strategy going on trying to finish um, sixth, if if possible. So I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah, you don't want to. Don't want that. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, that is a look at all of the district brackets. We went super long on the podcast today, but I I, I thought it was important to break down all of these baseball and softball races and talk about you know what lies ahead next week will be a little easier logan because we can talk about what actually happened and and not have to pontificate and speculate on what might happen yeah a lot of the stuff might not be complete but it'll be almost done right you'll be able to say you know this and this the winner goes to state or this and this the winner the loser is out you know whatever whatever it may be and then after that it's that's it you know everything should be wrapped up what on by saturday yeah. of next week and state tournaments and and then we can have a i'm a guessing a state tournament preview show again maybe yes. um those are always fun and, and we'll get into that 
Yep. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, we're hitting the stretch drive for sure. Uh, and again, check back every night, idahosports.com for updated scores and updated district brackets as well. Uh, it's happening every night at idahosports.com. All right. Thanks everybody for hanging with us. Uh, we, we, we missed last week and went double the amount this week. So we're, we're <laughs> even, we're even, we're now. even, we're even. Yeah. Sure. If you're still here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, for Logan green, I'm Brandon Bainey and we'll see you next time on idahosports.com.